Hi, I'm Michaela, a psychotherapist. Hi, I'm Savannah, not a psychotherapist. Welcome to our podcast, Be You, Find Happy. Real life conversations about life and the pursuit of happiness. Hi. Hello. (laughs) So um, I thought it would be cool to tell a little bit of the backstory, um, which I normally don't do with the guest, but it's just so interesting that I thought that I, you know, would tell it while you're on the phone, if you're okay with that. Sure. (laughs) So I met Monica uh, at the hair salon, which was an emergency appointment. I was not even supposed to be there, had never actually been to Brittany before. And my sister-in-law had connected me with her because I was going on TV the next morning at 5 (laughs) a.m. And you were getting your hair done that day and sitting next to me in the chair. And then I think I heard you talking about this competition that you had coming up Mm -hmm. and uh, was just completely enamored by what you do and was like, you have to be on my podcast. (laughs) And you're like, okay, I'll be on your podcast. (laughs) So I just thought that was so interesting because we would have never, you know, it was such a unique series of events that we would have never met had it not been for that. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. <laughs> so um, can you introduce yourself to the listeners and, and kind of just uh, the elevator pitch on who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, so my name is Monica Roblicky, and I, by day, I work at a mortgage company. And by evening, I lift random heavy objects and move them around uh, in a sport called strongman. <laughs> It's amazing. I, I just when you when you were talking about that, and you know, it's interesting because my co-host Savannah and I had been saying we've been getting a lot of requests for like body image episodes, and mm-hmm. I was like, you would be the perfect person to talk about this. I've, there's just like no better person to talk about body image, and um, so I'm thrilled to have you on today. And I have a lot of questions that I've jotted. Um, over the last couple of weeks and, you know, kind of getting to know you better through your Instagram. And so um, the first question would, would be, you know, how did you find your way to this, this type of competition? So it's called the strong man competition and you yes. are a woman competing yes. in this competition. Yes. Can you explain how that, how that works? Um, okay. So a little bit of history on strong man, um, Strongman, uh, strongman's been around for a long time. Um, you know, back in like the 1800s and stuff, they would have in the circuses, they would have uh, men lift heavy, you know, crazy. They had like a thing called a circus dumbbell. It's just a giant, obscene looking dumbbell that they would overhead press, you know, and it would just amaze people. So strongman's kind of been around for a long time. Back in like the late 70s is when world's strongest man uh, came onto the scene and, and, um, that competition started and I'm actually, I'm in Florida right now cause that's where I'm from and world's strongest man is this week, uh, in wow. Bradenton, Florida. So I'm going to be going down there on Thursday to watch them do monster truck pulls. Um, but anyways, they literally are going to pull monster trucks like humans. They, they pull, they've pulled, uh, giant, like, uh, military planes, wow. um, trucks, uh, you can you can go on YouTube and watch. They have all every single world's strongest man competition starting from 1977. Wow! I mean, you hear stories of people that are you know in fight or flight, adrenaline's pumping, and they lift a car off a yeah. kid. But these people are training t- to do this yeah. on command. There's actually one of the uh, events, not for this. I don't th- actually. Th- it might be in the in this. Uh, this year's World Strongest Man. One of them uh, that you you will see in strongman competitions is a car deadlift. Wow. So you're literally up a car for reps, not just once. You're doing it for reps. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I don't think I could lift a car if it was on my foot. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be surprised. I say that all the time. You would be surprised. Um, people wow. are. I, I firmly believe people are stronger than they realize a lot, especially women. A lot of women don't realize just how strong they are. You don't necessarily need that fight or flight, you know, adrenaline pumping. Um, Cause I experience it in the gym all the time. Uh, my friends that come out and train with me. 
So, um, so I, I have two questions that I got, oh, gosh, I've got so many questions. I'm so I, <laughs> like, I'm just over the moon. So the first one though is, um, and maybe we can kind of get to both of them. The first one is, did you, how did you find out about this? Have you always like been interested in it? And then the second one is, what do your friends think about this? I mean, you, you know, this is pretty, this is pretty intense what you do. And, uh, and are they intimidated, you know, by your strength and, and all of that? Or are they uplifted by, you know, your ability to, to see what you're capable of? Um, yeah, so as well, there's a lot. Um, well, I, I, uh, came into the sport, um, recently, I've only been, uh, doing strongman since August. So not even a year. Wow. Um, yeah. So for the longest time I had, I'd kind of heard of strongman and for the longest time I was like, oh yeah, strongman. That's like the really super duper big dudes that are lifting a thousand pounds and like doing crazy stuff. Like there's no women doing that. Like, nah, that's not, yeah. I, I've, I've never seen any women do that. And, um, then back last summer, I was listening to a podcast and Brian Shaw was a guest on it and he, he's competing this week. Um, he's going for his fifth world strongest man title. So he's oh, wow. Four times world strongest man. He's one of the elite guys in the sport. And so I was listening to a podcast and he happened to be a guest and just hearing him talk about it. I was like really interested because I was getting bored. You know, I was training at a commercial gym and kind of doing bodybuilding kind of, you know, just to try to just stay in shape. But I was just so bored with the whole, you know, machines and I just was at a stale point in my life with training. And so, and I, I, I think a lot of people probably have felt that I, I'm not oh, a yeah. huge gym person myself. I'm, I'm just real kind of hippie outdoorsy. So I, you know, rather hit the pavement. I tell people, well, but, but I have a lot of friends and my sister-in-law and brother-in-law are really big into that community. And, and I hear them say yeah. that, you know, they, they even kind of gym swap because they get like tired of the equipment and tired of the people. Like it's, yeah I think a lot of people could probably relate to that yeah for sure and like you you get you uh you get to this point I think a lot of people too like well I have to exercise like I have to do it I you know or they feel like uh, you know they got to punish themselves because they they ate a giant hamburger the night before and like I have to go to the gym I gotta get you know but um when I when I really discovered strongman from the, from listening to Brian Shaw talk about it, I Googled uh, strongman gym, uh, Sacramento. The only one that came up is this gym called untamed strength and uh, never heard of it. Literally right in my backyard this whole time, never heard of it. The owner, um, his name's Alan Thrall. He's got huge youtube channel huge he has like i think six hundred thousand subscribers or something wow. um and he puts out a lot of uh informational videos like how to do different lifts correctly um they're really really amazing i highly recommend people check out his youtube um never even heard of him though so i go to this gym and he's got kegs and sandbags and big giant tires and all kinds of fun strongman toys um, and so I just, I checked it out and it was just, it sparked this like huge flame in me because I had been so bored doing, you know, my commercial gym training. Um, and I just wanted to do something totally different and, and, uh, yeah. And so, so do you think it's something anybody can do? I mean, when, when we oh, talked yeah. at the salon that day, um, you really mentioned that what originally pulled you to it was the camaraderie and the training and the competition. Yeah. And that seems like it's super unique. Uh, to me, it seems like, you know, it's always a one-up situation. And this, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like everybody's kind of working together almost. Can you explain that culture that you experience while you're there? Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely... Um, the first competition I ever did was in September and it was a unsanctioned event. So I didn't have to like register with a federation or anything. It was just a unsanctioned local event out in a gym in Roseville. And I was still, uh, I'm a very secure person now, but like 
um, even at that time, but I still kind of felt a little bit intimidated because I'd never done any kind of comp- like this kind of competition before. Sure. But like instantly, I I felt like at, with at the, at the first event. So there's five events in a competition. Every event, um, every competition has five events. Um, and so right after the fir- the first event, like people are cheering you on like even the girls you know that you're competing against they're rooting for you because the the thing about strongman is that like yeah you're you're you have other you know ladies that you're competing against but it's still the fact that you're watching someone do this amazing feat of strength because especially if you participate in that sport you know how difficult it is to you know move that weight or lift lift that you know axle bar with the tires on it like doing these crazy things like you know yourself how hard it is and then watching someone else do it even though she's your competition you're just like you you want them to like kill it like get it done like six yeah yeah (laughs) pretty much the i just competed this this past weekend in columbus um it was my first ever nationals event so it it was my biggest competition I've ever been in in my life and I had 14 girls in my weight class um and we're all out there screaming like we had a a a yoke walk which is a bar with weights on it and the total was 550 pounds and we had to carry it a total distance of 120 feet and so you know, one of the girls is going and we're, we're all screaming like yeah yeah go keep going wow keep going like just cheering, just, cheering each other. Yeah. I like to say straightening each other's crowns, like helping each other out. Yeah, pretty much. Like even though we're all we're all com- uh, like oh, in a way each other, you still like it's just cool to see someone wow. do that. So, I think I think that's amazing. One of the things that uh, that comes across really strong in your on your feed is your confidence with your body um Mm -hmm. your love of god or i should even say jesus because i can see that you're you're christian here and um and also (laughs) and also some really inspiring videos that are that are like just you being raw and authentic and you can see like the passion and the pain and like the whole kind of conglomeration of emotion there um Mm -hmm. How how do you, how do you draw inspiration from the world to be able to have the strength? Because I feel like there's a lot of internal strength here to post some of the videos that you're posting and whatnot. I mean, they're just so exposing. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't mean in the way of like your body per se, like you're fully yeah. clothed and all of that. But I yeah. mean, in your, sh- it, it, you know, watching you kind of fight this this whole process and and then drop and like be done or whatever. In one of them, I saw you moving hay bales, and I'm like, yeah, I can do one of those, just one. <laughs> <laughs> and I consider myself, you know. Oh, hello. I think I lost you. Oh, oh, wait. Hello. Am I there? Yes. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. New spot isn't working. I'm going to move back to my other spot just to be safe. Um, So, yeah, I, you know, I was saying I I saw you move like the 50 pound bale of hay and my layer crumble and stuff, but I can only do a handful of that, not, you know, not a lot like you are doing. Um, So, where do you find, where do you find the strength to put yourself out? Uh, well, this is going to be a very Christian response, but I get all my strength from God straight up. Like I'm not, um, I, and I know this, it might strike some chords with some people, you know, um, but my faith is, is the biggest thing in my life. Like it's, it's more important to me than strongman stuff. Um, in, in all these videos and things, I saw one where you were moving these hay bales and being a kind of a country girl, I move my layer feed and hundred feet and I'm like, yay, I did that. <laughs> but where do you find the internal strength to kind of put yourself out mm-hmm. there in the way that you're doing it? Because I know I know that I even feel like sometimes I'll go to post a picture and I'm like, oh, I look really fat in that picture or, you know, I don't like my smile in that picture. And you're just really not afraid no. to be you. You are not afraid to put that out there. And I'd love for you to share where that 
where that's coming from. Um, yeah, I mean, if there's one word to describe me, I would definitely say it's unapologetic. Um, uh, and Love that. Yeah, I'm very, very unapologetic. Um, and uh, what you had said earlier about me, um, uh, God is is the biggest, uh, uh, most important uh, thing in my life. He, um super Jesus freak. And I, and I understand not everyone, you know, bears my beliefs. I, I get that. Um, but I'm not, I, I don't hide that. I, I'm pretty sure you got that from my Instagram as well. And so, yeah, my, my inner strength is totally from God and, and from my faith and like, I'm very secure in my identity and I, I know what where my identity is and so anything that the world has to say about me and kind of you know um what's the word i'm looking for not like put downs but you know i don't know any kind of negative negative response or negative comments you know i'm maybe i'll post something and like i'm not a small frame female like so you know if somebody's going to say something negative about me that it there whatever opinion it is it doesn't matter to me because i know exactly whose i am um you know i i'm a child of god i'm his daughter and so anything that is um negatively said about me it, it literally i couldn't care less <laughs> wow i remember when we were sitting there at the salon and you're like yeah i'm in the heavyweight competition and i'm six foot however tall you are and however yeah. many pounds i mean can you share that with the listeners oh yeah i uh so i actually compete so in the local competitions you have light you have novice lightweight middleweight and heavyweight so in the local competitions i compete as a heavyweight but then in nationals um they actually they have super heavyweight so i competed in the super heavyweight because i so uh i weighed in on friday for my competition saturday and i weighed in at uh 244 so and like and how tall are I'm you like again just under six feet i'm like yeah, I remember I'm tall. I'm I'm all, like five nine and a half and I remember you were a towering above me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew you I knew you were like right at right skirt and six yeah, foot. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I still wear heels too. Like I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Here I was, you know, getting ready to go to Hollywood where it's all about like the, being per perfect. absolutely perfect in their like way of what they see perfect yeah. being and all of that. And then to meet you was super inspiring for me because my, my own negative self-talk is really loud sometimes when it comes to yeah. that. So I haven't shared this on my podcast before, but I suffered from an eating disorder when I was a teenager. Uh, yeah, I was actually hospitalized. Um, pretty much all the muscle around my heart had like eaten itself away. I was 119 pounds at the time. So I'm a little heavier than I'd like to be now just for what feels good to me. But yeah. um, all my life, especially when I was pregnant, you know, watching the scale going up has been, it's always been a challenge for me. They say, once you, once you have an eating disorder, you always have an eating disorder. You're just in recovery. And I think because there is. I think there is something to that. I don't, I don't limit myself anymore, but I'm pretty mindful and cautious about what I eat and when I need to check myself and stuff like that. And I feel like it's an emotional struggle, probably related to anxiety. I mean, I know that's the root of most eating disorders. And I think that's probably just an underlying thing I'm always going to have. So for me, my relationship with the scale is a love hate <laughs> relationship. How, how do you weigh in? How, how do you do that? Like what, I can't, I'd love to know your mindset when you're getting ready to step on that scale. Um, well, I mean, I had tons of struggles growing up. I, uh, I had an eating disorder when I was my entire sophomore year. Um, I had an eating disorder for about a year and a half. Um, I didn't drastically lose weight. Um, I did it because I wanted to fit in. I, you know, being a big girl, like, uh, I've always been like the tallest one in my class, you know, in elementary, middle school, being 11 years old and looking like you're 16, 17, you know, and like females are supposed to be small frame. Like the average females smaller than, uh, you know, women are typically smaller than men. Well, I'm an outlier. I, I, I'm not of like the normal female size. I'm tall, you know, 
like an average dude, pretty much. Right. So I struggled heavily with my body image for a long time because, like, I wanted to be this cute, you know, little petite framed female and like here I am like I mean you've already met me so I'm I'm you know I'm thick and I'm I'm I've got muscle now um but like I had an eating disorder because I I wanted to lose weight I wanted to fit in and I was obsessive with the scale you know all I cared about was this number and I wanted to see it go down and for a very long time that was my my constant struggle was this number on on the scale and like caring way too much about it and um I pretty much reached a point in my life where I was like screw it I'm like done with this like it's just it's occupying way too much of my mind um and I'm like not living a life um and so as I've uh gone through my fitness journey so back 10 years ago i weighed my heaviest i was about 270 pounds um and so that's when i started like running i I got into running to lose weight i still kind of believe the whole myth that weights are for men so if i like pick up a barbell i'm going to turn into a dude um (laughs) which i know a lot of women like they think that you know i don't want to get bulky i hear it all the time you know Mm -hmm lift weights because they don't want to look bulky but like lifting weights is the best thing that women can do for their bodies um so like along my fitness journey i've learned a lot about how our bodies work and how you can change the shape of your body you know like achieve that uh toned look that a lot of women say that they want that toned you know athletic fit look well in order to do that you need to lift weights and when your body's changing like I weighed in at 244 on Friday. Um, actually, tomorrow I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post a. Uh, it's Transformation Tuesday, so I'm gonna post a transformation picture tomorrow on my Instagram, and it's gonna be a picture of me seven years ago when I weighed 244, and me today at the same weight because the shape of my body changed because I've built muscle, and I've lost fat. So like, so this is like the whole ties into the whole. Uh, like the scale is bullshit. <laughs> yes. Um, don't focus, you know, people shouldn't focus so much on it because yeah, seven years ago when I was like starting my weight loss journey and like trying to lose weight and I, I wanted to get into wonderland. I wanted to get below 200 pounds. So me at 244, seven years ago, I was a size like 18. I was uh, wearing like a size 16, 18. Um, but now like I'm 244 today and I wear a size 12. Oh, wow. That's a huge difference. That's six sizes. Yeah. So like, you know, I I have no doubt that a lot of women are hearing 244 and probably thinking that number is a big number and like, yeah, you know, I am a taller female. So, but you know, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't really know like weight that well out of outside of my own body, but I really, I wouldn't you as 244 just you know like the other day when I met you in real life it would never have put that number on you yeah and and like so that's the thing about um about sizes and and uh when you're training and building muscle like you're building muscle but you're also um burning fat too so then would you encourage people to stay off the scale if they're if they're in that process of I would say that the best the best thing psychologically for anyone wanting to just be healthy and be in shape is to not focus on the scale. Um, maybe use it, you know, once a month, you know, weigh yourself once a month, but I would go based off of how your clothes are fitting, how you look, looking at yourself in the mirror and like, do I like the way that I look? You know, do I want to lose a little more fat? Okay, so continue eating in a calorie deficit. So eating in a deficit and moving more. Um, and don't, um, oh, measurements. Measure yourself too, because that's that's one of the best ways to, to um, gauge progress is measurements. The scale, don't, don't worry so much about it because that number – it doesn't account, the number is not going to account for how much muscle that you've built um, versus how much fat you've lost. It's just gauging your overall relationship between you and earth, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What a- Earth. That's it. <laughs> that's all it yeah, is. Yeah. I, I love all, I love all of that. All of that. Um, gosh, I hadn't really thought about it like that, but that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. I know for, for me, um, after becoming a mom, you know, I realized there was so much more that I needed to be putting my energy into than my weight. And, and that was really like the pivotal moment for me. But I counsel of people who, you know, do these hyper kind of diets or hyper exercise regimens, you know, and, and they're bordering, there's a point in which, and like I said earlier, you know, anxiety, uh, eating disorders are all rooted in anxiety of some sort, but there's this kind of uh, new phenomenon happening where, where there's so much promotion of healthy eating and healthy living and healthy dieting and healthy exercising that people are like, oh, okay, so I can become completely obsessive about this thing and it's okay because it's, quote, good for me. But they're, but they're still being obsessive and still having that kind of obsessive compulsive rooted in anxiety stuff going on underneath finding something new to be obsessive about. Yeah. So how do you balance, how do you balance what you're doing for the love of what you're doing? And, Mm -hmm. um, and then, like you said, kind of still focusing on, I think it's a good thing to lose some fat. Like I know right now I have some extra fat in my butt and in my thighs. And I know that I feel that when I'm running or when I'm hiking and it just isn't, how humans, I think we're a hundred percent, you know, I think we're, we're, we're supposed to be active and doing things like that. So how do you kind of balance that, that whole world, that kind of inner dynamic, that voice that goes back and forth between what's, what's obsessive, what's passion and hobby, what's healthy. How do you balance all that? Um, so like for me right now, um, I, I had been eating more in a surplus for, for the, the national competition I did. It was a really big competition. There were incredibly heavy weights that we had to do. Uh, and so I, I had been eating at maintenance and a little bit in a surplus. So um, I did, you know, I've gained a lot of muscle and I have added a little more fat on my body. Um, so I'm going to go like in a little bit of a deficit just because I do want to cut just a little bit, but like I've reached a point from all of the, my experiences throughout the years and, and everything I've learned that, you know, it's, it's, it, it takes time first of all to, um, to cut, you know, to, to lose extra fat. It doesn't just come off like that, especially with women, because we have higher estrogen. So our bodies want to hold on to fat. So it is, a l- that's why it's so easy for men. <laughs> that whole like, right. you, know, you know, a guy gets on a treadmill and, you know, drops 20 pounds in a day and a woman sniffs a piece of chocolate cake and gains 50 pounds, you know, like, it's, it's true though. like men have higher testosterone, so it's easier for them to lose weight. Um, so I, I just know uh, mentally that, you know, when I want to trim a little bit and get a little bit leaner, it's going to take a little bit of time. And I make sure to just be patient with myself. Um, you know, that inner voice that like tries that inner voice that everybody has in their head that tries to um, speak negatively about ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, Oh damn. Yeah look at my butt in these jeans. Like I can't, you know, or I've got the, the muffin top going on. I can't, you know, I'm the, uh, the voice inside your head that like, I, I, I'm only speaking from my own personal experience. I used to call myself fat and ugly all the time. And right. so that, as far as I'm concerned, like that voice, that negative, anything that's like negative mindset, like it just doesn't matter anymore. Like I just don't care about as soon as that voice tries to creep in, um, I just tell it to shut up and I just change my diet habits. You know, I focus more on lean meats and vegetables and I still enjoy myself. You know, I don't think that people should necessarily completely cut anything out of their diet um, because then you're just going to end up binging down the road because you crave whatever, right. have a huge sweet tooth. So, you know, that that balance in my diet is a big thing. Like, I just eat a little bit less um, when I want to, when I'm wanting to cut and when I reach that certain, you know, when I feel good, I'm like, okay, I, you know, I cut whatever, however many inches, like then I'll just, you know, maintain just right. Eat whatever it takes to maintain that size. 
Somebody asked me yesterday, because I eat keto, I eat keto because um, it seems to me that the carbohydrates cause me a lot of heartburn and bloating. So Mm -hmm. I just tend to keep my carbs to fruits and veggies. Um, And I don't limit, but I try to be mindful. Um, So if I'm at a birthday party and I, you know, want to have something like a cupcake or something, I will. Yeah. But I, but I know I'm going to have the fallout later, you know, and somebody asked me, well, how do you, how do you do it? How do you stick to it? And I said, well, it's not, it's not a diet for me. It's a lifestyle change. Yeah. But when I find it's the toughest is when my husband brings home, you know, crap, I call it like Oreos or whatever. And I get home from a long day and I didn't take time to eat properly. And I'm really hungry and I'm starting to feel hangry. And, um, and I open the fridge and if I don't have like fruits or veggies ready, chopped, ready to go, you know, a string cheese or a hard boiled egg or something like that, then I'm going to reach for the crap, you know, and then I'm, you know, so what's your advice to people who, who maybe are up against that? And this is your world. So obviously you're pretty on as far as, you know, being mindful with your eating choices. what's your advice to people who who maybe are up against that and this is your world so obviously you're pretty on as far as you know being mindful with your eating choices but what what would you recommend to people who are like maybe listening to this podcast feeling inspired and they want to make they want to start to make a change i would say the best the best way to get started is to start small you need to you need to have goals for yourself and you need to set goals but like if you're just getting started, let's say you're you're a complete newbie. You've never done anything uh, exercise wise. You've never really paid any attention to your diet at all. Like you don't even know like how to cook healthy meals or whatever. Um, start small. Like if you try to just completely do a 180, um, you're you are setting yourself up for failure because you haven't. Um, you haven't um, mastered the psychological part of making these changes. That's the biggest thing for everyone. It's 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 a it's a psychological, emotional um, discipline that you kind of have to master. And it's going to take time. Rome wasn't built in a day. So, like, let's say you drink a lot of soda. You know, you drink like three to four cans a day. Um, I would start with just cutting back to two cans you know if you drink three cans a day cut back to two cans and after Hmm. two weeks cut back to one can and then eventually you know no soda or whatever like me personally i don't drink soda um so i don't know like that you know i know some people like just have major soda addictions but it's it's starting small it's it's um it's just making those very small changes and they could set a small goal of drinking only one or two cans. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And then eventually moving to no cans or moving to fizzy yeah. water or something or, like that. Or, or if anyone listening is a huge like soda crate, like they got to have their soda. I recommend Zevia because that stuff tastes delicious and it, it tastes very similar to soda, but it's zero all the things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> zero all the things. I like that. The- <laughs> and so no- kind of, Oh, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, I wanted to to kind of go back to to talking about you a little bit more. And that question that I asked you earlier with, um, you know, or maybe not even people that you know, are they intimidated by your strength, both emotional and physical? (laughs) Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, <laughs> my friends are very supportive. Um, they're they're very awesome. They're they um, have uh, helped me. A lot of them helped me um, 
I had I did some bake sales to uh, raise money to help me get to nationals. Um, and so they were like supportive and like, you know, helped me out that way. And they just they love it. They a lot of my female friends, especially they they watch my videos and they're just like, you know what? Like you full on beast mode. Like you're, you know, you kick ass. Like they they love it. And like a lot of, like I said, a lot of my friends have come out to the gym that I train at to what they're able to do. Um, as far as like guys go, um, like pretty much all the guys in my life have been incredibly supportive. Um, you know, they're they they love um, seeing like women you know do these awesome feats of strength like as the gym that i train at like all the guys are just like if someone is uh about to do a pr a uh, personal record like pretty much stops and like we're all cheering that person on like if they're about to do a deadlift like the guys love it um as far as like anyone being intimidated i don't know uh i've i've been called intimidating before in my life um, but this was before I even got into strongman. I think it, a lot of it's just like my height. Like, you know, I have, I have had guys say that I am intimidating looking <laughs> because I'm really tall, but like, you know, I don't know, strength wise, I'm sure there's, there's people out there that, you know, are intimidated by that, but that's their issue, not mine. <laughs> I love that. That's their issue, not mine. Yeah. One of the things I heard a long time ago when I was in a self-defense training was that um, they're not, you know, of the, what do you call them? The uh, people that are coming after someone that, oh, you know, like the, the rapists or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> proper word for that. That is not that. But yeah, the attacker, they're not coming after somebody who is walking with confidence. They're not coming after somebody who's carrying themselves in such a way that, yeah. you know, they, they would, they, they're looking for the person who is more meek or weak emotionally yeah. more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always, I always find myself, um, you know, when I'm in a parking garage late at or something like that. I make sure my shoulders are back. I'm walking tall. I'm looking side to side, just being mindful of my surroundings. Mm -hmm. Um, the reality is I, I would totally throw down because (laughs) just, would. but I know a lot of women probably wouldn't, you know? So, so what do you, what advice do you have for women who, um, who are maybe struggling with their insecurities or their self-confidence or, you know, that kind of thing. What advice do you have for that? Um, man, (laughs) when it comes to like insecurities, you know, that was something that I've struggled with for a long time in my life, you know, being insecure and, and being afraid. I had a used to have a lot of fear, uh, internally afraid to like, do, do anything, you know, um, to do, take any risks in my life and just like had a lot of insecurities. And it wasn't until I started to put myself out there and try new things that that built up confidence. And, um, I actually, uh, did MMA for like six months. Um, and it was a really awesome class. I'd never done it before. I ba- basically went on Groupon and I bought all kinds of different fitness groupons like MMA. I did vertical fitness, or you could say pole dancing. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I did a class of that. Uh, I stabbed myself in the shin with my stiletto, and that was it for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, not it's not my thing, um, but so I I just just to take myself out of that that path of insecurity, I just dove headfirst. You know, you just kind of you just got to jump in and do something. And after you do it, you go over that first hurdle, it becomes easier. And then you build up this confidence. Um, as a, as far as like feeling insecure because you're a small frame and like, you don't want to be a victim. Like I'm a huge, huge advocate for 
women not being victims and women um, being able to hold their own. And so like self-defense classes, you know, like being able to learn how to throw a decent punch. Um, a friend of mine does jujitsu and I told her like, I want you to teach me how to choke hold someone like really good. Um, uh, yeah. I took a Krav Maga about 10 years ago and I was yeah. really into it for a long time. And I learned some really invaluable techniques that to this day I can pretty much use except for if I, my husband likes to put me in a full Nelson and I mean, not sexually. I just mean when we're, you know, <laughs> messing around or whatever. And yeah. I cannot get out of that. I don't even know. I, I cannot get out of that. one. <laughs> I, so. I'm not exactly hundred percent sure what that is, but <laughs> yeah, Google full Nelson. I'm not sure what'll come up. Maybe don't. <laughs> if I should. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. Like, um, taking, taking those kind of classes you know martial arts or whatever it is um that that i think definitely increases it, it's a i like to call it um we have our tool belt and we have like tools that we put in our tool belt and it's just finding doing different things in life that's just going to add another tool into your tool belt um especially when it comes to like self-defense and stuff like that like personally huge second amendment supporter like i'm all about firearms and specifically women like in the firearms industry the the female demographic is the fastest growing demographic in the firearms industry like more and more women are learning are, are getting training on how to use um, guns and like how to be able to defend themselves so like in that respect you know um, when it comes to self-defense I'm a big time supporter like I'm a big girl I can hold my own but like there are you know I'm not that strong like there men so, are biologically stronger than women so i love that you brought that up because i recently was having a conversation with uh well actually it's it's a kind of a cute story we they, we were volunteering me and another mom at the school during the olympics day and it's second grade uh, that our children are in. So they had a running competition and they had a basketball dribble competition and just different things. And they didn't separate the boys from the girls. Mm -hmm. The boys and girls were all in there together. And um, they were giving place for first, second, and third in the race. And the girl that was in the fourth place, there was three boys, first, second, and third. But the, the girl in fourth came in just like milliseconds after yeah the boy. And so we were kind of having this conversation about, well, technically, you know, she, for all intents and purposes, did not win third place. But what would we be shutting out in her life to not acknowledge her achievement and what she was able to do that I mean, that might spur her interest and love of running forever, you know, to win this thing in the second grade. And the other mom, um, and I somehow got on the topic of of feminism and boys versus girls and the future yeah. is equal and all that. And she said, the reality is there's just things that I can't do yeah. that, that men can. Yeah. And that doesn't make me any less of a supporter of everything that women can do. Yeah. And so how do you feel about that? You know, you're competing in this kind of quote unquote man's world. You hear about, you hear about these kind of, it's a, it's a sensitive topic. I'm sure people must bring that up to you. Uh, surprisingly, no. Um, it's a sensitive topic, um, but like like I said earlier, my my one word to describe me is unapologetic. And you know, I have my opinions about things. Um, let's just say, you know, I live in California, and let's just say my my opinions about things about a lot of things are probably in the minority of majority of California. Um, I would not at all uh, describe myself as a feminist. Um, because I say that because I see what is happening in the whole like third wave feminist movement and I don't like it. It's, it's, um, I see just a lot of man bashing and mm -hmm. I compete in a male dominated sport. Um, but like, I don't know, like I just, I think that women can do things and and there's a there is a place for women in the sport of strongman and more and more women are joining it and the guys that participate in strongman every experience i've ever had has been nothing but supportive so like that's why i i just can't align myself with the whole feminist movement because 
um, I've just seen these women like try to bash on men saying that men are oppressing them and all these things. And like, I've never experienced anything that has been um, short of supportive of me, uh, you know, in this sport. Um, and yeah, there are things that men can do that I'm just going to say there are, there are strengths men can do that women can't, but women have strengths that we can do that men can't. And it's, it's like this happy combination of things, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just, I, I completely agree. I really feel like we have a long way to go on, on finding a balance that yeah. acknowledges and respects uh, both sides. Both. And we all, yeah all parties have a lot of work to do. Women need to raise their voices for what they want yeah, and yeah. Uh, be heard. And men need to respect that. But women also, I think, need to respect that men have gifts and strengths. Yeah. And if we completely squash that, we're going to have a very unbalanced world that is not going to feel yeah. very good at all to anybody. Yeah. Everyone's going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm not I think saying- we have a long way to go. Yeah. And like, and I'm not saying like, there's, you know, obviously there's, there's bad apples everywhere you go. There's going to be guys out there that are, you know, not going to be nice that are going to be, you know, jerks. I'm not saying that women don't have those experiences at all. Um, right. I've, I've experienced jerks in my life, <laughs> but <laughs> over, uh, um, the majority of my experience and pretty much everything I've, um, experienced in strongman specifically, the men in my life have been incredibly supportive um, incredibly helpful. Um, and they, they, like I said, they love seeing the women kick ass in the gym. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's awesome. I, I, I think that is really unique and very cool. I, yeah. And I, and I think how, how confident those men must be and secure with themselves to raise up another woman who is succeeding or that's just, I think that's, I think that's the hope that I have for the future is that we find that balance as, um, yeah. as male and female or unidentified or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, this would be a really good time for me to bring up this quote that you had on Instagram. You said, until you cross the bridge of your insecurities, you can't begin to explore your possibilities. Yep. And what is that? Can you share a little bit about what that means for you? I know what I felt when I read that, but I'd love to hear kind of your backstory on that. Yeah. So um, like I was saying just a little bit ago about, you know, how, how women that, you know, feel insecure about, um, you know, being uh, in like certain situations, you know, they don't, you know, they might not be strong enough or whatever. It's, it's jumping just jumping right into something you have to cross cross that bridge and just go for it um uh if you want to get out of that path that's to get out not of that, serving you anymore yeah that, that, that road of insecurities that's just a long road of just more and more you know your whole life is just going to be completely insecure you you have to like take a right and cross this bridge and, you know, do things that are going to build your confidence. Um, you know, the first thing I ever did that started this whole thing 10 years ago when I was 270 pounds and the, the biggest I'd ever been, the most miserable I'd ever been, I came from this this mental state of feeling like I'm never going to be good enough. I'm I'm so ugly. I'm so fat. I'm completely unattractive. I had nasty words that I was speaking into my, into myself. And I was like, I I need to make this change. And the first thing I did was, you know, I signed up for a 5k and a man in the office that I worked at trains, uh, cross country high school teams. And I asked him, Hey, can you train me? I don't, I'm not a good runner. Can you help me reach this goal and he helped me he he ran he ran uh drills with me um different kind of strength and conditioning uh drills to help me reach my goal of doing this 5k this was 10 years ago and like that first step and doing that just launched this whole like what else can i do you know what else is possible what else can i do and then like fast forward 10 years later I don't even know how many half marathons I've ran. I've ran four full marathons. Um, wow. You know, like it just 
completely launched this whole thing like okay what else is possible oh, okay strong man you know what i'm just gonna do it like you just like the more you put yourself out there and the more you do things the the those insecurities those like voices in your head that tell you you can't do things they go away I, I love that when you were talking, I wrote down the words be open, because I think a lot of times we live with our negative self-talk and we allow, we shut out the good things that we hear from others and only like that negative voice, because it's what perpetuates what we know, what's comfortable inside our own heart or our own mind. Yeah. And uh, when you ask that man for help, you, you know, you went outside your comfort zone to say, you know, maybe it doesn't seem like a big deal. And he wouldn't have necessarily known what what you had going on inside had you not been willing to take a risk and and do that. And I think um, I think that's a really inspirational message to a lot of people is, um, you know, and if you're not getting the help that you need yeah. from the from the people in your circle, then you need to make a larger circle. Yeah. <laughs> Bring more people. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I find that too. Um, one of the things that, and I've, I know I've probably said, wow, in this podcast, like 35 times, <laughs> but one of, one of the things I've found is I've, I say, wow, a lot during my podcast, because I've had these incredible opportunities to talk to people that I kind of think are widening my circle. You know, I, I ask for help. I tend to, um, hear people when they say things like, oh, you're such an exaggerator or whatever, and take that as like, oh, I shouldn't be, you know, I shouldn't be sharing my truth because other people think I'm being drama or dramatic or whatever. Yeah. And, and now one of the things that I've, one of the most awesome things about doing this podcast is the inspiration I've drawn from all of these most notably women. I have had one man on, but, um, who are being unapologetically themselves exactly yeah. what you describe and and if they're not finding the support they need they're 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 Don't. looking for it they're you know, yep uh, it's that's really um, that note uh <laughs> one of the things that you i know you've been working on your pull-up journey <laughs> and uh so i so thought that was my goal this year i am what six into it failing miserably i <laughs> however i i i on my door i don't have the bands but my husband was like i think the hands down greatest thing that humans uh -oh. And I remember, you know, being the tall, big girl, you know, in elementary school, I could run the fastest, but I could not do a pull up. Yeah. That's just never been my bag. And so this year I was like, damn, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting stronger. Like I can hang there for a long time and I can kind of get a little, and it's fun. And I just try to lower down really slow. But what's your secret? <laughs> um, yeah. What's your pull-up secret? I suck at pull-ups. <laughs> um, they were they were uh, in my training a lot earlier this year because um, I did a competition in March, and so my coach um, had me doing um, pull-ups in my programming at that time. Um, I haven't really been doing any pull-ups for the last like two months. Um, I've been doing other kind of accessory work to focus on nationals. Um, so I, uh, I do need to get back into doing more pull-ups. <laughs> um, but definitely like just doing, uh, just hanging there. Um, and then like kind of bringing your, um, your shoulders up like for a couple seconds and then back down like that, just that kind of um, exercise can help. And then like, um, if you like, I don't know how to describe it, like go up, like do a, a descent, like a tempo drop mm -hmm. pretty mm -hmm. much like, um, like go up, get your chin over the bar, like, you know, from a bench or something, like have a chair or something or a bench under you to, to, to get you up and then slowly let yourself um, you know, drop to a full hang, um, that can help increase your strength as well. Um, but I, I like resistance bands. Um, I, for a long time, always needed two 
two reasons. I'm 244 pounds. Like that's, that's a lot of weight. I'm not making excuses for myself, but I am making (laughs) a lot of weight to pull up. Right. It's fair. I know. I feel like I'm winning right now. I'm winning. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's a lot of weight. So if you, so the fact that I got to graduate from two resistance bands to down to one, I was like, woo win. <laughs> um, well, and the funny thing is like whenever I rock climb, cause I'll do the rock climbing at the gym or, or you know, like the, that we have these places. Well, you've probably been the granite arch. I've granite actually never done- oh, it's so fun. You've got to try it out sometime. It's really need- fun, but I'm all feet. I'm all legs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can get myself up there. So with my legs, but if it's anything technical that I need upper body arm strength, yeah, done falling off the wall. <laughs> you know? My pull down would be good too for that. Yeah, doing yeah, that, like arm single arm uh, tempo lat pull downs. Like do like a a three count. Like go down one two three and then control it back up one two three. Just that slow motion will build your um your lats up and that can help with that um upper body strength as well. I was that's what I was doing in my training um for the last couple months too. So. And this is one of those things where my husband hops on the pull-up bar and does like five, <laughs> and I'm like, back, back to five. and then I'm like, look at, look at how much I've done. And he's like, that's <laughs> cute, babe. That's so, cute. Like, I'm on my tippy toes. Like, <laughs> that's one of the, the beautiful yeah. things about like men and women, you know, how we have different strengths. Women are typically very strong in their lower body. Our lower bodies, our legs are very strong, whereas men are typically much stronger in their upper body, but it, it just, but it works perfectly. You know, like we, it's a, just a beautiful combination. I don't know. <laughs> so, but we can build those strengths. Like we can, it doesn't mean that yeah. we can never be strong in our upper body. Right. And, and that's exactly what I say to him. I'm like, well, do you want me to kick you in the chest? Cause you're not going <laughs> to breathe for about three minutes. If I do. Exactly. <laughs> I got these big old, um, people joke. My sister-in-law was just joking. Um, cause I don't go to the mall very often. I went to the mall to get a dress for that TV show. And, um, she's like, who let the baby giraffe in the mall? <laughs> like <laughs> clink it around. <laughs> um, so my last question before, really appreciate all of your patience with these technical difficulties, but, um, is what is the hardest thing you you've had to overcome in life? And I know that's a really big question, but (laughs) as it pertains to being a woman in the strong woman competition and kind of this part of your world, um, gosh, that is a really hard conversation. I, I was thinking about it earlier, um, trying to figure out what I would even say. Cause there's, it's not like I just have like one thing that like just jumps out immediately. Um, because like for me, even though a lot, not a lot of people like know this because I am uh, you know, I'm very, I'm a very secure per, uh, woman. I'm very sure of myself and all these things, but I, you know, I do, I used to deal with depression. I was in a, a period earlier this year that just like I had struggled with a, uh, just very severe depression about um, my personal life. And so like, it doesn't necessarily relate to strong, tr- strong man stuff. Um, because honestly, like strongman's kind of, I, I don't want to say it's, it's come easy to me, but it kind of has, it's, I haven't really had struggles with strongman. Um, I've been very like that sport. I feel like my genetics, it, my, my strength that I've just built up over the years, like I'm, I'm built for that sport. So I don't really have any struggles that I've really had to overcome, but like I have had internal struggles with depression um, that I, was finally able to overcome about a month ago. Um, and it, it totally pertains to my faith in God. Um, and actually giving me a vision of a ministry that he wants me to start for young girls and women called fearless warrior ministry, where I'm going to like host strong woman style boot camps. Um, but th- that honestly, like that's the only thing that really like has been coming to my mind when I, um, I was thinking about that earlier. It was just the, the, the depression that I was experiencing for months um, since like end of last year through like about March, April this year. 
So I think, I think, I think what you said is so, is so true too, that um, inevitably we're all going to have times where we, no matter what's going right in our life, there's going to be times sense of things are going wrong or feeling depressed yeah. or feeling sad or how people want to describe it. And I yeah. do think that it takes, it takes something outside of us to find a passion yeah. to pull ourselves out of it. And I think people sometimes, um, you know, I'm a psychotherapist. I tell people I don't prescribe medication. I prescribe mm-hmm. tools. And um, like you described earlier for your tool belt or your toolbox. Yeah. And um and so, you know, we can, I, you know, we can take medication and we can, uh, you know, it's, 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 that, it's as if we are like a, a major league baseball, we're thrown into a major league baseball game. And when we're in depression, we're feeling these fast pitches just kind of coming at us. And yeah. We can't even swing. We're just frozen. Yeah. The medication will slow the ball down for a little bit, but you're never going to learn the skills and tools that you need to actually hit the ball that yeah. way. You know, you, you've got to find, you've got to go outside of yourself and, and, and do something to pull yourself out of that state. And I really encourage that for all people that, you know, if you need the medication for a little while to slow the ball down, I get it. But the better thing is to try to find something that gives you a purpose for existing. Yep. And I think that's, um, that's beautiful. What you said, your purpose, your purpose to pull yourself out of your depression sounds absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I'm, um, well, excited (laughs) for you. And, uh, I'm really, I got to have you on today and I feel like we scraped this of body image and I know you're absolutely going to love this podcast because they've been begging for it. So um, I'd love to have you on again sometime in the future. Maybe we can get a couple listener questions and, yeah. and we can have you on sometime again. Sure. I'm, I'm absolutely down for that. Like I, I, it's a subject that I hold, I hold near and dear to my heart just because of the, just the, the amount of struggles that I've had myself and I get it. Like, I, you know, I understand, you know, if there's a woman listening that, you know, has a lot of, you know, extra weight and she's, she's feeling these kinds of ways about herself. Like I've been there, I get it. <laughs> so, and, and it's something that you can overcome. Love that again for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. <laughs> This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out our links. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.